midnight, bringing darkness instead of light. Great. Blood sucking pretty much. Well, sometimes that is better. There's no turning back now. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Off the Press. I'm Blake, your host. And uh, what do we got going on this week? Um, right now, I'm in the middle of the research and, and writing portion of an episode about the Jersey Devil that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, if you follow me on social media, I've been posting about it a lot, but it's not quite ready yet. So this week, I kind of just want to talk a little bit about some articles that I came across all about UFOs. I'm hoping that this UFO talk uh, idea will sort of become like a little uh, reoccurring series here and there anytime I find any cool UFO-related articles to share. So yeah, let's talk about UFOs. I have three articles this week that are fairly recent, uh, within the last year at least, not necessarily brand new, but just some stuff that I've come across recently. And the first one is just titled, What is Behind the Decline in UFO Sightings? And this was published in The Guardian in uh, September of 2018, so it's not that long ago, but it's not brand new either. And um, so, yeah, just to jump right into it, I pulled a couple of quotes I wanted to read and uh, then just talk about my own thoughts on these things. So the article says, This month, the two major online sites for reporting UFOs, the National UFO Reporting Center and the Mutual UFO Network, both documented steep drops in worldwide sightings. The decline started around 2014 when reports were at a peak. They have since reduced drastically to 55% of that year's combined total. According to the cultural historian Stuart Walton, belief in UFOs is definitely in a state of decline, along with much else that could be classified as paranormal. Part of the reason is that the technology for providing documentary evidence of such matters is now widely available to everybody with a smartphone. And such purported evidence, as there is on YouTube, looks extremely threadbare. So, these two quotes kind of um, sum up the main point of the article. The rest of it is just kind of like a big info dump about UFOs. But it seems like the main uh, point that they're trying to make is that with all of our technology and everything, why are we not seeing more proof of UFOs than back in, say, you know, the 50s and 60s when, when UFOs were huge and there were all of these famous sightings happened then. So where is all that stuff now that everybody walks around with a smartphone? And I think that a lot more people have experiences with UFOs and aliens and the paranormal than we even realize. I don't think that reports from places like these UFO networks can be considered fact or, or indicative of what's going on in the world. I mean, I, I was thinking about it as I read this article and would you seek out one of these places to report a UFO sighting if you had one? Probably not. I mean, even me, who's someone who's pretty into this kind of stuff, if I had some sort of experience, I don't know that the first thing I would do would be to go to one of these places. I, I mean, I've heard of the one I've heard of mutual UFO network. That's MUFON, which is a pretty, pretty popular one, but I don't know that 
my first thought would be to go and report it to one of these kind of places or even to anyone. So I, I don't know. I, I think that I don't think that the average person is going to do that, especially if, like I said, me, I somebody who's into this stuff wouldn't even necessarily think to do that. I don't think that the average person who's not, you know, really into the paranormal is going to run to move on to report something weird that they saw. Uh, even I have two close friends who, who both have had very compelling UFO and abduction experiences that they've told me about. And neither of them would ever consider reporting it to one of these places. You know, they're not really into this stuff like I am. So it's not something that would even come to their train of thought, I think. So I think more than anything, what these numbers show is a decline in the popularity and the visibility of serious UFO research groups. Um, UFOs were more like a part of the public consciousness as an actual topic that was taken seriously back when these groups were formed. You know, like I said, the 50s and 60s is really like the boom of UFOs, at least in the United States. And so I think that that has definitely declined and is not really in the thoughts of, of the regular person or in the media even anymore. Um, especially with, with so much going on in the U S and around the world politically, it doesn't surprise me that an issue like UFOs has sort of fallen by the wayside. And, and the article talks about this. That was another point that they made is that maybe people aren't really, um, reporting these things because there's just so many other things going on in the world and, and so many other issues that people are thinking about that to take something like UFO sighting seriously, it just doesn't really happen anymore. And um, I think that that's probably more the reason of uh, that's probably more related to why these numbers are so much lower than they were in 2014. You know, that was a little bit before the current climate in the u.s at least so i think that that is sort of uh more not the issue but more the the point i think the shift away from the public interest in the paranormal is sort of what we're seeing here and serious ufo and paranormal research has sort of gone back to the fringe that it used to exist in before it really became popular and and i think that it has a lot to do just with what's going on in the world and, and, you know, the fact that it has become fringe again, it's not really taken seriously. It's kind of laughed at, you know, I, I don't think that we've really reached a place where it's normal to say you were abducted by aliens or say that you saw a flying saucer. So I think that's part of it. And as far as the point about evidence, um, obviously this is, a great point. It's, it's so true. I mean, if, if all of these things are really happening out there and, and are real and have been happening for years, then why in an age where we all have high, pretty high quality cameras on us at all times, why are we not seeing more evidence of that? And I think that at least part of it that should be considered is that a lot of the times when you read about experiences with the paranormal and cryptids and, and UFOs, things happen very fast and people aren't always ready to record or photograph something 
Um, this is sort of the same as it's always been with the paranormal. I mean, you look back and how many real like non hoax pictures are there that people turn to as being a hundred percent authentic. There's really not many. I mean, I talked about it even in the, the Patterson Gimlin, um, episode that the very beginning of that footage is so shaky because it was like, he was scrambling to get out this camera. So I think it's sort of the same thing now. Um, also, I mean, go outside and try taking a photo or video of the night sky with your phone. You're, you're going to get nothing. It's going to be a blank screen. So I think that that is something to be considered. I don't know if it necessarily uh, debunks this claim that there should be more evidence because of how easy it is to record these things. I, I still think that that is a pretty valid point to make, but there's other factors here too. You know, um, you can't just say that because we all have cell phones and there's no clear as day video of a UFO that it, it should all be written off. But um, there is a point to it, you know, and, and I'd actually argue that there are a lot of paranormal videos and photos out there nowadays probably more than ever before i mean every couple of months there's some new weird video on twitter or youtube that blows up and you know there's like these paranormal subreddits that have tons of footage and audio and pictures of supposedly paranormal things and while it may not be a big news story anymore like it once was i definitely think that there is not necessarily evidence, but there's stuff out there that is pretty compelling on the internet that I think is just kind of ignored. So I don't know necessarily that there's less documentation, but I think that there's less attention paid to it and less it's taken less seriously. So the article was definitely an interesting read. Um, there's no doubt about this this decline in the popularity of UFOs in the mainstream, but I don't think that that necessarily means that the phenomenon has stopped, uh, just that it's become underreported by the average public. So on the note of UFO sightings, I also found a really interesting article all about the statistics of sightings. So if you're into the actual numbers behind this uh phenomenon, the paranormal. There's some really cool stuff in here that I want to talk about. So this was called Timing is Everything for UFO Observations, and it was published in the Syracuse New Times. Um, it's a blog post by Cheryl Costa, uh, who is a UFO reporter and researcher who wrote a 2017 book called uh, UFO Sighting Desk Reference. And this book is all about the statistics behind sightings. And the article uh, goes over that. It's written by her and she goes over some of these numbers in, in detail. Um, the first point that she mentions is about how a state's population relates to the UFO sightings in the area and how they actually don't correlate. They don't seem to really be connected at all. She argues that a higher population does not necessarily equal more UFO sightings. Uh, for example, the article says uh, Washington... Washington State, not Washington, D.C., has about half the population of Pennsylvania, but the two states have nearly equal UFO sighting numbers. New York has a population that is more than Washington and Pennsylvania combined, 
However, New York has a UFO sighting volume similar to both of these other states. So population isn't the sole driver. So I thought that was really interesting because you'd think that if it is all um, a hoax or, or misunderstandings or, or something along those lines, that there would be more people talking about these things in highly populated areas. But that's not what the data says at all. It, it's actually quite the opposite. It shows that different areas of low population can actually be higher in UFO sightings than a place like New York City. So that that's pretty interesting. And from there, she goes into another factor, which is the time of year of UFO sightings. And she says, in the northern states, the peak months for UFO sighting reports were July, August, and September. And this makes sense to me reading it because this is when people spend more time outdoors in the north. Uh, I live in a northern state and there could be a whole fleet of alien ships outside my house on a freezing cold winter night and I would never know it. So it makes sense to me that the months when people are outside later at night in their backyards or doing whatever uh, is when there would be more sightings. And uh, she says, as we move into the southern states, that summertime peak pretty much disappears into a unique baseline for that state. For the most part, monthly UFO sighting numbers are statistically flat, which again goes along with what I was just saying, because the southern states don't have these freezing cold winters. So it would make sense that all year round, there are pretty equal numbers of UFO sightings, better weather. It it just makes sense. Um, And she says, we did note, however, that February seems to be the universally lowest month of UFO sightings. And uh, I guess February, no matter where you are, is probably the coldest month. It's one of the worst uh, weather-wise. So, again, sort of makes sense um, to me that this would be when sightings occur. And I think that all of this information is really interesting because it just sort of shows that there is some... Uh, data to back this stuff up and sort of show that UFO sightings occur when people are outside looking at the night sky and uh, when they're spending time outdoors. And so it just sort of, um, at least to me, it, it validates some of those claims in a way, because like I said, if this was people making things up, then I don't think that they would be thinking that much about it to the point where they would be planning out the time of the year to report UFOs, you know? So it kind of, it kind of, um, validates some of those claims, at least in, in my eyes that they sort of line up with human activity that makes sense for a sighting. You know, I I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying, but Let's move on to the next point. So she says, um, she starts to talk about the days of the week when UFO sightings occur. And she says, we've determined that Saturday is the peak sighting day for 39 states. But for 11 other states, the peak UFO sighting day is not Saturday. For two states, it's Friday. For four states, it's Wednesday. For two other states, it's Sunday. On one state, it's Thursday. And in two other states, it's Tuesday. And she found that in no state is it Monday. So that's kind of interesting and weird, I guess. Um, There's not a single state where the peak day of the week that UFO sightings occur is Monday. I don't know 
what um, this bit of information can really mean. I don't know if it means much. I mean, it sort of like what I was saying before, it relates to Saturdays when people would be out of their house and not at work. And um, so it sort of makes sense that this is when people would be paying attention to the sky and, and potentially seeing UFOs. So I guess I guess that makes sense. And uh, after that, she goes on to say, in the United States, 72.6% of UFO sighting reports generally occur uh, between 4 p.m. and midnight, with a peak between 9 to 10 p.m. Uh, so, again, interesting. It's, it's pretty much always at night, at least 72.6% uh, of the time UFO sightings occur at night. Makes sense if you are thinking about it because, you know... Uh, it's a lot easier to see a craft in the sky that has lights on it when it's dark out as opposed to during the day. It's pretty easy to miss. So that that kind of makes sense to me. Um, so, yeah, it's cool to look at these numbers. Maybe it's just like the marketing side of me that enjoys this kind of info. But it was cool to find something that explained some statistics around UFO sightings. It shows that there are people out there that are taking this stuff seriously and researching it in a way that um, is very uh, mathematic and, and, and numerical. And it, it just is, is very interesting to me to see that kind of research being done here. So the last article I wanted to talk about this week covers the growing relationship between the science community and the belief in UFOs as extraterrestrials or aliens. So this article was called The UFO Community Still Believes and Science is Starting to Listen. And it comes from philly.com. Um, it talks about how the science community is starting to take UFOs much more seriously, particularly in relation to uh, extraterrestrials. It says, in December of 2017, the New York Times uncovered that the U.S. had gone so far as to fund a secret $22 million five-year project to study UFO claims. Since then, respected researchers from the chairman of Harvard University's astronomy department to at least one scientist at NASA have come out with theories, albeit controversial ones, that suggest closer studies of the role extraterrestrials may play in certain phenomenon. I don't know a whole lot about um, the program they're talking about, so that's something I definitely want to look a bit more into, but the article explains that our understanding of the universe plays a big part in this. Uh, they quote Robert Powell, who's an executive board member of the nonprofit organization Scientific Coalition for UFOlogy, and he says... We still think of ourselves as a species, as the center of everything. Once you at least start to discuss interstellar travel, you have to admit that if there is intelligent life out there, then they have to be able to travel interstellar too. And I thought that this article was really interesting to come across and, and talk about because I think that this mindset is sort of the direction in which the general population is starting to lean. Uh, I think if you ask most people you know, if they believe there's other life out there in the universe, they almost always will say yes. And now scientists are pretty much confirming this belief. The more they research the universe and the statistical possibility of extraterrestrial life. I think that, at least for me, when I um, 
talk about the paranormal and, and cryptids and, and ghosts and all of this stuff with people I know that are not necessarily into it like I am, they more often than not will like claim, you know, oh, I don't really believe in any of that stuff, but I definitely think that aliens are real. You know, you, you find that mindset a lot that, that people more and more believe that there is life out there and that sort of opens the doorway to belief in UFOs and belief in, you know, the fact that extraterrestrial life may have visited our planet before. So it's, it's interesting to see it really, uh, being looked at seriously. Um, it sort of, uh, goes back to the point of the first article about the decline in UFO sightings, where I was saying that, um, you know, the, the mainstream popularity of it has kind of declined. Uh, maybe, this is some sort of sign that it might be up on the rise again. You know, like I said, um, with everything going on in the U S and, and in the whole world, it's like, it's hard to really focus on this stuff, at least for scientists and, and government officials and things like that. So I don't know how long it'll be before we reach that point again, you know, like it was back in at least the fifties, you know, something like project blue book, happening now which also I, I'm probably going to do an episode about Project Blue Book eventually um, if you don't know it was the government funded UFO research program uh, during the 50s it was when you know flying saucer mania was kind of really taking over the whole country and the whole world and and so it was really taken pretty seriously back then by higher ups you know nowadays there's so many other things going on that i highly doubt any candidate for president coming up is really going to be talking about ufos so but it seems as though scientists are so i don't know what that will lead to hopefully um you know some more research and, and study looking into this kind of stuff because it is very interesting that we're reaching a place where um, this possibility is becoming a real, almost a scientific fact instead of just a hypothesis. So on that note, that about wraps up this week's UFO talk episode. I know it was kind of a short one. Um, like I said, I'm working really hard on all of these, uh, really research heavy topics right now. So I kind of wanted to just do something light, talk about some articles and UFOs and stuff. I always enjoy talking about this stuff and reading up on it. So, if you come across any interesting articles about anything paranormal, uh, UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, whatever, definitely feel free to send it my way and I'll talk about it on the next UFO Talk episode. Uh, next week, I'll more than likely be discussing Pet Cemetery because it comes out this weekend and I already have my tickets. I'm very excited about it. So uh, I'll definitely be discussing that. I've heard good things so far. So fingers crossed that I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite books. And, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that movie. I'll be talking about that very soon. And somewhere in the near future, I'll be diving into this Jersey Devil topic, too, that I've been really knee-deep in research for. Uh, so you can look out for that coming. I'm also thinking about doing a whole episode about H.P. Lovecraft for anybody who is interested in horror literature, um, because that's a topic that I also really enjoy and, and know a lot about and have been doing personal research on for a long time. So it would be fun to bring that all together as a, 
a pretty deep dive episode of this show. So yeah, that's sort of uh, what you have to look forward to in the future. I hope you've enjoyed this UFO talk episode. Like I said, it's pretty short, pretty light. So just kind of a breather in between research and movie reviews and much more uh, heavy topics. <laughs> so as always, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at off the press pod, subscribe to the show, leave a rating. If you're really enjoying it so far, uh, that helps the show out a lot. And I would like to hear what you guys have to say about the podcast and uh, what you're enjoying about it. So um, yeah, next week we'll talk about pet cemetery and uh, yeah, that's about it. Bye. Sam Hain. It means the Lord of the Dead. The end of summer. The festival of Sam Hain. October 31st.